Hello and welcome to the podcast extraordinaire, I Like This Thing, a podcast where myself, Kristen, and my brother, Matthew, talk about things that we like. It's a podcast where we celebrate unironic enthusiasms and each week we will both talk about something that we like, hopefully not for a completely mind-numbing amount of time. (laughs) I feel like... I feel like this week's topic could definitely leave me speaking <laughs> for hours. Our limit, uh, okay, format, 15 minutes each. We will see how for, well... For, for me? We can, we can <laughs> stick to that. Do you want to lay down any ground rules, or do you want to just, do you want to just I don't, go for I it? don't think the general public I... ge- gestures broadly to the audience is needs, <laughs> needs to know our inner machinations. Um, you say machinations? I say machinations. Oh, maybe it is machinations. It's spelt yeah, machinations, think, though. But that doesn't mean you say it like machinations. <laughs> the Borgio um, I, I, I've, I've hit a, a my, 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 my Zoom call awkwardness now. I don't know what to do. I feel like it's kicked in. <laughs> um. Well, let me put you at ease with a joke that I came up with the other day oh, and no. told <laughs> myself. Actually, I feel like I've gained confidence. I want to stop you talking. <laughs> No, now it's too late. You're in for the joke now. Okay. Um, oh, no. What is the I'm difference sorry, between a car and a cow? So many logistical differences between a car and a cow. <laughs> oh, what's the, what's... You're too similar to me. That's like literally the punchline. <laughs> the punchline is a car is a vehicle of transportation no. with a motor and a cow is a mammal. <laughs> Who's primarily farmed the, 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 the joke, production of beef and milk. The joke is that they are just two very different things. Yeah. I guess joke. No. No. Oh, we can't it's... open the podcast like this. It's too late. It's your turn. Right. You're going first. You have 15 minutes, roughly. I will forgive going over in the name of promoting unironic enthusiasm. You have 15 minutes to talk about the thing that you like. So I have decided to defend something which has gained controversy online. um, And mostly my my desire to talk about something which I've unironically enjoyed has arisen from the fact that it seems to not be the most popular thing. Is it J.K. Um, Rowling? It, it's not. I am not in not in defense of her character. Not uh, not going it, anywhere near that one. That's a that's a touchy not in episode to, one to bring up in the first one. Yikes! <laughs> uh, no, I am in defense of a video game uh, called The Last of Us Two. The Last of Us One, the first game, um, very much like a Star Wars: A New Hope, didn't have the ne- the one part of it. Um, <laughs> The Last of Us was my favorite game and is and and probably remains my favorite game um like full stop uh ever. Mm. Uh, in in a short description it is a third person uh fighting game where you strive to survive in a world which has been taken over by the zombie apocalypse. Mm. As, in, so in it's a, it's a, a zombie world. shooter survival game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, and in the first game, you play as this character called Joel, and and you find this little girl called Ellie. I'm gonna ruin. I'm gonna spoil this. These two games for you, by the way. That's kind of obvious from the fact. Oh that yeah. I'm talking Spoiler about them, alert! But, if you actually intend um, to go play these games in their entirety, probably don't yeah, listen. to Yeah. Do this not first. listen to this. Although you're not going to be listening to this, so it's fine. Uh, 
<laughs> Ye of little faith. <laughs> um, I, I'm just saying The Last of Us 1's plot's been out for like 10 years. It's the most popular game around right now. I think right now. you can probably... Do you have a one word, like a one sentence summary for The Last of Us, the first one? Yeah, I was going... I, I've, I've tried to scope down a, to a very little okay, amount. When it. I explained it to you, it was like 10 minutes long. <laughs> That's not what we need. That um, is an understatement. Yeah, shut up. Uh, <laughs> the Last of Us, uh, The Last of Us 1, um, Joel this character finds this girl called ellie and ellie has been bitten which is the way in which the zombie virus is transferred to people mm. and she hasn't she hasn't uh turned um they she believe that this could zombie. cause to yeah she hasn't yeah. so yeah turned to become a zombie that's terminology um she is believed to be the cure because how else would she have survived unless she had grown something which right. had immunity to it uh, and her the entire scope of the game is to get ellie to um, this hospital base where this group called the Fireflies, which is sort of the rebellious group in the country, in America, right. is where it's at. Um, <laughs> a have, UFO have... has landed in America. <laughs> the only country UFOs ever, ever seem to, land, to in. land in. Thank you for that Monsters vs. Aliens reference. Uh, <laughs> You're so um, welcome. Uh, and the whole scope of the game is getting her from the beginning at point A to point B, which is the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and along the way, Joel reopens himself to her. Um, Emotionally. Because he, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he used to have a daughter. She died to, to this pandemic. Um, she dies in the <laughs> tutorial, by the way, which yeah, for our like, listeners, that's the opening tutorial. I will let you know that I have tried to play this game and I died three times in the tutorial. I was there. Yeah, <laughs> that was a painful time to experience. I'm going to be honest for you. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. She dies, and then Joel becomes this sort of empty shell, and sure. Ellie sort of reopens the emotional side of him. Mm. Um, at the end of the game, he drops her off at the hospital, <laughs> and then he discovers that they're going to have to kill her because they need to get the the sort of immunity off of her brain, so they have to do like a post mortem op. Right. Um, and he's like, "No, I don't want that to happen." And then you have to play as Joel, um, killing the rest of the hospital, um, to get right, her out. Um, and that's the end of the game. That's it's like the trolley it problem on steroids. Uh, <laughs> yes, kind yes. of. <laughs> <laughs> but you, the, trolley point, the trolley problem is you have a choice. Whilst when you play as Joel, you don't have the choice. You just have to follow his instinct. Um, oh, no, I see the last what you mean. Us, yeah. The Last of Us 2 is based five years after this. Um, right. Ellie and Joel have moved into society. Uh, I'm going to give it a try. society? Moved. Moved into, okay. <laughs> they live. They live in a society. Um, <laughs> we do live in a society. Um, and get they... a load of this society. <laughs> get a load of I hate you. This is why I can't <laughs> tell stories in fifteen minutes because you distract me the entire time. I'm listening. Sit, I am wrapped sit, with attention. You, you sit there in, in your high pedestal and go. I can't believe it takes this long to explain. <laughs> you input with these dumb references. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it interesting. Not that it isn't interesting. We are here to promote yes. unironic <laughs> enthusiasm. I'm glad that you have to clarify that in the first point to myself um, as much as anything. Go. Yes, uh, so The Last of Us 2 is based um, a, five years later after the events of the first one. Ellie and Joel have made their way into this in this small little haven um, in Seattle. Uh, and the game takes place uh, as Ellie. You're now playing as Ellie rather than Joel. And you, right at the beginning of the game, they kill off Joel. Um, and I'm going to sort of, I'm going to sort of, address the controversies as they come in the chronological like time span of the game um 
this is one of the first and one of the biggest controversies of the game. Um, people had an issue with them killing off Joel. Right. And it is, admittedly, an incredibly bold statement for the game. Uh, it is, it's huge. Uh, the begin, the whole, the whole scope of the first game was played as Joel, apart from this tiny little bit at the end where you play as Ellie. Hmm. And he's everyone's favorite character. He's become this lovable dad figure to 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 Ellie, and he's no longer the sort of weird character that you knew him as at the beginning. He at the end of the game, you've grown attached to him. Hmm. Yeah, you've built up however many hours of gameplay of yeah, actual, it's like it's like thirty, connection. forty hours. Yeah, yeah, and and it and you grow an attachment to a character who keeps dying over and over again to the same like group of zombies because you spend hours like scoping out how to get through specific areas and working out specific puddles. One of the issues was not in and of itself that Joel had been killed. I think that would have been fine. However, it was that it was leaked a month or two earlier to uh, the game's release right. that he was going to be killed with no no context around right. it, yeah. or very little context around it. And people got so mad at them. I'm, I'm assuming you know what review bombing is, but for the people at, the people at home, uh, review bombing is when a group of a demographic of people who all have the same like line of thinking or ideals uh group together and specifically find the thing that they don't like and or do like uh and they and they go onto one website and and go only give it like zeros or a hundred seeing mm. as you know, zero being the lowest i was gonna say i've never heard of positive review bombing but that it happens but that's much more of a wholesome topic uh uh <laughs> Or uh, not? Yeah, so I'm they... thinking of the One Direction fandom's enormous yeah, like obsession overly, with yeah, getting every single to, to number one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so they they went on to like IGN, which is one of the biggest gaming reviewing platforms, and they and they just gave it zeros. Or, or Metacritic, which is another one. Um, they gave it zeros, and they talked about how they hated it. Um, and I think that one of them, the the biggest, one of the biggest YouTubers, Dunkey. Um describes it describes it well um where he talks about how people are mad but they don't actually know why they're mad um and it just seems to be this sort of uh, not to make a social commentary point in our first podcast but this mob mentality no i think that's absolutely correct yeah where people see that oh everyone else is doing this i'm gonna join in um What's and the thing today, be- Twitter? Let's be yeah, angry exactly, about an unreleased exactly. game a- sequel. <laughs> <laughs> What's our fifteen minutes of fame today? Like it, it's 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 uh very much because The Last of Us was so popular, it gained such like notoriety amongst amongst mm. gaming like circles. It, it's very much been influential upon like games so the that followed afterwards. Was important. Yeah, and it was it was going to be hugely like hugely impactive, like even impactful, even if it wasn't amazing um which everyone's yeah even even people who are supportive of the game like me i think it's an amazing game i don't think it's as good as the first one um but i still think it's an absolutely stellar game um, yeah well from what i've heard to say, amazing game. the first one is is unfollowable almost yeah exactly so that's good. that's that's kind yeah. of one of the issues with it is that when right. you create a, like a, something which is nigh up like upon perfection um mm. you you struggle to follow afterwards. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. I think one of the, I think one of the issues is they struggled with that idea because how do you how do you fix upon that? Um. And there's definitely signs of that. They they pushed back the deadline over and over again for when the game was going to be released. Um. The the workers were completely overworked to make the game. Uh. And the 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 end product at the end was was amazing but it it took them another extra year from when they were going to release it 
Uh, oh, wow. E3, which is a which is a conference where they reveal the newest games, um, and mm. you're sort of it's like a it's like the big like you know when movies are given trailers long long in advance. It's it's like yeah. that, but for but for video games. In 2016, the E3 then that's when they revealed The Last of Us Two was going to come out. Mm. Um, uh, and they gave this they, they gave this trailer which was absolutely stunning. It showed like this the, the high quality that is now in the game. Mm. And everyone was like, "Oh my goodness, The Last of Us Two must be coming out in the next year." And then no news was heard of it for like two years. Oh wow! Um, uh, and everyone went, "What happened to that?" Because um, it sort of started to build hype and then immediately dropped down again. Yeah. So uh, when 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 was it released? It was it was then spoken in 2018 that it was going to be released mid 2019, mm. but that never happened. Uh, and and it was pushed back again and again on tw- like through like headlines on Twitter and stuff like that, where where the guy the the leader called Neil Druckmann. Um, of the company Naughty Dog. Um, oof, oof. Uh, thank you for that. Um, was uh, like, I'm sorry, but it's been pushed back. We don't think it's quite high enough standard. And then it was pushed back to early 2020. And then he he was like, there's a pandemic going on, if you hadn't noticed. We have kind of short on workers right now. So we're going to push it back even further. People got mad at them for that as well. Um, oh boy, people suck. When you build up a hype for a date, they, they, they expect yeah, it. And then fair. when it's pushed back, they get mad so the joel controversy was was kind of it just existed beforehand um like they were mad going into the games people were starting to like drop mm, their their okay. pre-orders and stuff like that and get mad at people who supported the game in the first place yeah um and then the game did amazingly on on the sell weekend which is when the, the first weekend that the game's released they they measure it in sales um it got like four million sales alone in the u.s wow um, yeah also, by the way, you're, ho- uh, you're 10 minutes into your time, but keep going. It's great. Okay, yeah, fair. Um, I feel like I, I've given a lot of what I'm talking about anyway. Um, the Last of Us 2 then follows... I'm going to go a bit back into the plot now. Um, the Last of Us 2 then follows uh, Ellie on this revenge story to try and catch up to the person who killed Joel, who is Abby. Um, uh, and upon the way, she essentially loses herself, is what I would say. She, she In the slowly... moment you want it you better ever let it go i love that Eminem you only song. get uh, one shot uh, mum's spaghetti <laughs> um she essentially this this lovable character that you used to know and love becomes it's like the reverse of what joel does in the first game she slowly right. loses her humanity and becomes this less and less empathetic character until she is just this murdering machine to get to abby Crikey. Um, uh and on the flip side, when you when you play up to catching up to Abby, um, you then switch sides and play as Abby from the moment from when you've killed Joel onwards. That's quite a bold move. Yeah, that is quite a bold move, and I think that was also another issue where, where people were like, "What? What is this?" Yeah. Um, because one of the biggest tricks in this game is to empathize the the player to Abby because you spent about 20, 30 hours going, mm. I hate Abby. I'm hunting her down across the country. Mm. Um, uh, and they have to try and make you feel like, you know, Abby is not only a character worth playing, but worth sticking to throughout the entire next 30 hours when you, Crikey. when you wish you would, because you'd got, you've gotten to Abby by Ellie's end of the storyline and it switches. So you want to, you want to see the resolution from that. You're burning to like, I want to follow up with that. I want to see what happens. Um, and I think that was a lot of people's issues with with the story because it, it, the, the the Last of Us one was only ever following Joel and Ellie. It never switched to the people they were chasing yeah. side. Um, it never did this sort of switch on you. And it, I think that 
was quite a hard pill to swallow for some people um especially as the game felt long enough already by the time you got to abby it's like 30 hours of gameplay um there didn't seem like a need to do abby's story i wasn't upset by it personally i thought it was a really great twist and it made me really because the the game forces you to empathize to her it pushes her in a lot of scenarios which like try to humanize her Mm. um she has to save these two children from this this essentially occult area um Mm. uh, and she has to face her own fears like heights especially and she has to go through this massive massive sort of maze of this hotel which is absolutely infested with zombies which i'm not going to go into huge detail because i feel like that's kind of um grim but uh, <laughs> uh like like essentially when you're forced through these hardships as a player character you grow a bond to them that's that's the point of the character um and the last of us 2's storyline for abby very much feels like joel's storyline in the last of us one you you find this find this small child and you 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 reconnect that's to them after losing yeah. your character the reason for Abby's killing of Joel um, is revealed about halfway through the game. I'm going to spoil this now for people listening. Uh, is because Joel's killing in the hospital in the end of the first one. The main man who the, who was the surgeon uh, to get you know the main surgeon of the entire operation for getting the um, vaccination off of Ellie after she was dead was Abby's father, um, and that is that is the that is the link. Uh, right. in the in the last of us two um and it's it begins and there's 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 huge cyclical points throughout throughout the last of us two it begins with abby doing this revenge story and it ends with ellie doing her revenge story to mm. abby um and uh, ellie begins with uh her girlfriend dina and and at the end of the story she doesn't have a partner anymore and abby begins without a partner and ends with a partner it's very much they they flip sides halfway through the story um that sounds like a very like that's a very complex set of dynamics to pull off do you think it did it well i think it did i think sometimes the moments in which they try to humanize or dehumanize are a bit heavy-handed um Mm. That I think that that would fair. be one of my complaints of the game. Really, um, is that sometimes Abby's moments are like, "Wow, she's such a she's such a cool saving human. I can't believe she's so cool." <laughs> what a good uh, person! <laughs> it's it's not quite the moment <laughs> where you like talk to one of the gate like the the NPCs, one of the one of the input um, characters in the game, and they go, "Wow, I can't believe that Abby fellow is so nice." But it's <laughs> it's a few steps away from that. But it's still like okay. it sometimes feels. <laughs> It sometimes feels like the game yeah. is really trying to be like, wow, she's really cool and epic and you should really like her and stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and you go, game, come on, game. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and sometimes Ellie's moments are really, really grim. I'm not going to go into huge details, but there's some moments where you, 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 you watch Ellie respond to something which should be like, you should be like running away or like have this impulse to get away from it. And she just sort of sits there and looks at it. And you're like, I know she's supposed to be traumatized, but oh my goodness, get, get yeah. away from this scene. Crikey. And uh I think one of the one of the main final issues that they have with The Last of Us Two uh is that is that the ending doesn't end the way you want it to. Um I'm right. gonna ru- ruin the ending to this. Um the two storylines finish their finish their dance and they meet together at the end. Um hmm. and you play as you play as Ellie to finish it, not not Abby. Uh and oh, right. you and you are you do this awful little fist fight in in the sea both of you are exhausted and half dying um abby still has her child called lev um not her actual 
biological child, but someone she's essentially taken in. Um, uh, and they're doing this fist fight, and it's grim. And you think the game's been leading you to this for like sixty hours. Ellie's going to kill Abby. That's just what mm-hmm. the that's what the game's been leading to. And then you have this series of flashbacks throughout Joel's like past whilst you're fighting her, and and it, it ends with with Ellie sitting there. Um, being like, I can't kill you. I cannot kill you. I'm gonna leave you. Go, leave before I wow. change my mind. Kind of mentality. Yeah. And she's left in this like she's left in the, the the this shore to the sea, like half sitting in the water, like sobbing. And I think a lot of people got upset with that because one of the things that people took away from the game was that the game was really trying to hammer home the one very simple point of, and this is internet speak, revenge bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think people have missed. It's so much more nuanced than than revenge bad. It's not. They're not giving it the credit that it's due. Mm. Um, the game is this intricate little masterpiece of how 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 these little tiny storylines interweave with each other, and and what it is like to live in these kind of like zombie times. Mm. And let alone engaging with the emotional sides of each character. Abby is yeah. deeply traumatized character where she she felt that she needed to kill joel to to get the revenge for her father but afterwards she is ridden with guilt uh, and she doesn't know what to do with herself um uh asked ellie is this character who is already this little mess of of herself because she doesn't know what she's doing anymore because mm. the whole saving saving the world was taken away from her and she's this little mess because she's dealt with so much at this tiny age um yeah. uh and this revenge story is so much more than just a revenge story it's a story of like loss humanity how to how to regrow connections um what mm. it would be like to live in these moments and i think if i were to end off this this part of my of my side i think it was an <laughs> amazing game just to uh-huh. just to point out like the graphics and the sound quality for a second um the graphics are some of the highest i've ever seen in the game photorealism for for a high nice. standpoint and the gameplay in and of itself, like let alone the story, was so high quality. It has this sort of hide and seek kind of shooting technique where you have to like Ooh. try and try and stealth your way through each mission. Um, if you don't, that's okay. You have to be able to fight your way through it then. Um, mm. um, but it's it's very well done. The sound design is amazing. The zombies are terrifying. Um, <laughs> um, and like there's this very gentle like sort of Spanish guitar soundtrack that plays. <laughs> that seems incongruous. Yeah, it doesn't really fit when you if you think about it like that, but in like the more the more moments where it's like these down times between deaths and mm. and the more emotionally traumatic moments. Um there's just uh, sort I of this sad guitar that plays in the human. background. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And it really drives home the point. I was struck by something you said last week when we were talking about something. You you had a beautiful phrase about the first game where you said something like, you know, it's a it's a zombie game that shows you why humans are worse than zombies. You said it better than yeah. that, but yeah. So yeah. essentially, the whole the whole crux of the first game and second game less so, but still still quite heavily, is that it is less focusing on the zombies. They just more exist in the world. It is mm-hmm. more about how humanity is bad through any scope in any situation. Yeah, it's not about the last of us because we're the last group of humans alive. It's about the last of us because we are the last um within the human human circle, like the last sane group of humans. Oh wow, um, yeah, okay. 
um or not sane that's that's the harsh but it's it's the last ones with any it, sense of moral integrity yeah and and it really pushes that moral integrity there's so many gray boundaries that it exists upon the game pr- practically forces you to exist within the gray moral area that's um, so interesting it's a giant ethical play yeah, exactly, and it's and, and let alone from it pushing you morally, it's a great game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, like, like if you if you read it too in far, like when you dissect something too far, you've lost the whole point of the game. You're going to too small picture. Um, mm. Like, like the, the sorry, little, but the the big picture is it. It's a it's a game which which asks you about like the human trauma and the emotional side of what it would be like to live in these scenarios and why mm. different groups of, of different people which is not to say different demographics but different like you know like this cult that you have to fight in the last of us 2 they're they're really grim and they're awful yeah. and they practically use eugenics <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to to breed away um um and that is really grim uh yeah. and you have to sit there and there's a part where you find these these two kids from this cult to humanize them you have to sit there and be like wow that's uh, like how do i sit here and agree to what their, their ideals are um, mm. uh yeah and it, it's it's a question about humanity the zombies are really more exist to have interesting gameplay uh, than yeah. anything else like it only exists because of like a zombie world is already understood by most games um like that's a pre-understood environment you can just slap someone in and then put a huge moth like mothical <laughs> moral and ethical <laughs> um, moral uh, and ethical uh mothical thank you i'm I'm coining that it's a tm uh you you can you can put them in and you can you can test them there um and i think that i think that the last of us one is a 10 out of 10 game that is probably my Mm. favorite game ever made last of us Mm. two i probably put between eight to nine um which is still really high i would put probably like 8.59 on on better times um, it is phenomenal and a great sequel, and I don't think they're going to make a trilogy. I think that's the end. I think that's the, the right. full stop on the storyline. But I think, nice. honestly, it was a great game, and I don't think people quite understand why they're mad at it. Is why I'd end it off with. Nice! So that is the thing that today that I that would say is an unironic enthusiasm. Is the thing that Mojo likes! Amazing! I really enjoyed did that. I, did I, did, did I um, stay within the time limit? Nope! You did. you talked for twenty minutes though. That's not actually that far from fifteen minutes, with a bit of editing. That could be fine. I know the rough scope of what this is going to be, but I'm excited for you to talk about it. So I've been really into K-pop recently, which I have you and good, your friends good. to thank for. Um, literally only since Christmas. Uh, for context, is the beginning of February, so it's been an intense month of schooling would, myself on all things K-pop. Like to- to clarify that I also have been doing exactly the same scope, but about a month earlier than you, I fell down the rabbit hole. Yeah. So the video that I want to talk about today is a YouTube video. Um, it is a BTS dance video. So, oh, where do you even start? I introducing BTS. Yeah, I would sure. Say. BTS that would probably be helpful. <laughs> BTS is one of the biggest K-pop groups. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would arguably say they they've they're probably not the biggest, but they're definitely in terms of Western influence they're, as well. Yes, that's what I was going to say. They're the most prominent in the West. They're like the most prominent K-pop export, I think. In the last year or so, groups like NCT and like uh, Blackpink and 
Red Velvet have definitely yeah, kind of started also to break entered that barrier. into that world. And those are all, for those of you who don't know, those are all names of K-pop groups. BTS are kind of the OG, which means original gangster and is definitely applicable in this situation. They're the <laughs> yeah, OG. For these, for these very pretty boys. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you, they are! Um, so BTS is a boy band essentially um in k-pop the k-pop industry i feel like there's much more of an emphasis on dance um than there is in kind of western groups so like you know the big kind of classic boy band names in the west are like nsync and boyzone and boys to men and backstreet boys all right um thank you thank you for giving (laughs) no one who the backstreet boys were before you sang them (laughs) i feel like they danced, but they were mostly, it was mostly about songs. Whereas in K-pop, it's very much about songs, but it's also like they are militantly good dancers. Oh, yeah, my day. No, some, some of their videos are ridiculous. Yeah. And their choreography is The choreography is astonishing. And that is what I want to focus on. Because the video I'm talking about is the choreography rehearsal video for their song Dionysus. Or Dionysus. Okay. I'm still not sure how is to that, pronounce that, which I should have looked up. The the Greek god of wine? Yes. Yeah. So this is what's interesting to me. So they have a track on their album, um, Map of the Soul 7, I think is what it's called. You could, you could done say some anything research. to me. <laughs> you could say anything to me, and I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yes. Their album, Fig Roll Time. Um, <laughs> No, their the album, al- The Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> their album, The Batman Night of Gotham soundtrack. <laughs> um, Directed by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> um, oh my days, train of thought. Okay, so Dionysus, I'm going to pronounce it Dionysus. It might be mm-hmm. Dionysus or Dionysus, um, but I also, it's an old Greek name. Nobody knows how to pronounce it. It's fine. Um, and this song is like it's a bop it's a tune it's a fun song as a song yeah Um, they always are yeah yeah. so at the mma awards show in 2019 bts this group of seven korean guys um whose names i will get into later performed the song dionysus um was it the premiere i'm not actually sure because the thing is, I've watched I've watched the performance, and their performance at the MMAs was incredible. It is super long. Like, the video is about 40 minutes long, which is why I'm talking about the rehearsal video for one particular bit of that. Uh, because the, the track on the album is about three minutes long, but the rehearsal video okay. for, the, um, for the performance includes, like, a, a two-and-a-half-minute, like, dance break in the middle, so it's six minutes. And... The the actual performance, you know, is all lights, camera, action, and it's oh, the like the set dressing, and there are like horses on stage, and it's huge are they and actual, bombastic. Actual horses, actual or... horses. There's a whole track beforehand with like augmented reality and these stars, and it's it's stunning theater, basically. Sounds phenomenal. Um, but the thing that I like about their dance choreography videos, the rehearsal videos, is it's just them. No, like, dressing, minimal props, just them, just dancing. And I, like, I genuinely, okay, don't come for me, 
K-pop fandom. I think no BTS one, are no great. One's really coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think BTS are great. I'm really into K-pop generally right now. But the thing that has made me properly hone in on BTS and be like, holy crap, these guys are phenomenal is the dancing. I think their songs are fun. I really like their music. There are some songs I really love. Um Yeah, of course. But it is it's the dance videos that just absolutely they're just breathtaking. So um I looked into what the lyrics of Dionysus are because I was really intrigued by uh, obviously K-pop they sing in Korean for the most part. Occasionally there are English phrases, but for the most part I don't know what they're saying, yeah. which is great fun. Um obviously Dionysus is, it... is Yeah. Sorry, go for it. No, go for it. I was gonna ask if it is 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 it like a based around Dionysus or is it just sort of a name and then they went with it and ran with it? So that's what I was interested in. I was like, why so uh, this is not something I know anything about at all, but um, I was interested in how how the name of a Greek god has ended up as the title track of a Korean, like, not the title track, but like a track on a Korean pop album, um, even if it is like, you know, hugely geared towards Western export. Um, and I was interested in like so much of western culture is built on ancient greek and roman society right yeah like it's, so it's many... delved out of that yeah yeah like all of our kind of ethical sensibilities and like what you were talking about like our whole sense of morality is arguably founded in kind of ancient greek philosophy and all that like we've still got the olympics and like you know rome being the center of the catholic church like all of those like those two ancient civilizations are kind of backbones of the west if you go really deep down yeah um, and 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 they definitely as we have grown out of it been a huge influence for everything yeah the, i mean the the american u.s system entirely is based off of the roman <laughs> the yeah. entire roman political system so so i was like how how far is that sort of cultural sensibility that cultural awareness of ancient greek gods and kind of you know using like zeus and and hercules and all of them as kind of paradigms in our like own mythological imagination like how much is that also true of eastern countries like how that's fair yeah how much is that how much is I know, that influence i know that this far is out? a little bit like oh big brain time but um <laughs> like i'm not trying to sound overly academic about it but... uh, yeah i'm gonna push my glasses up and be like yeah it was like what's like the influence <laughs> of the east man yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> It's like oh, it's just like so cool, like the ancient cultural. Thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if you've heard of them, but this little little small indie band called BTS. <laughs> Shut up. So, so, okay. So there are two things I want to talk about here. Um, one of them is that I I find it what I find it really fun listening to Korean music, partially because I don't know what they're singing about, and so it puts you in this position as the listener of like purely appreciating it on a on an aesthetic level so i had kind of resisted looking into the lyrics and being like is this song that's called dionysus actually like does it have anything to do with dionysus yeah it's actually aesthetically to Um, do with that yeah because so um for those of you who don't know i'm currently in the middle of an english degree i'm towards the end of it now and last term in my degree i was studying tragedy and that was a lot of uh looking at ancient greek tragedy and that meant looking a lot of like ancient Greek theatrical festivals and 
how central theater was to ancient greek culture right down to like influencing their like judicial system and like the shape of their kind of calendar yeah. years um well, it, it was it was hugely influential. I, you know, from my from my knowledge of the Percy Jackson books. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> honestly, a better teacher than most. Um, yeah. yeah. So Dionysus is really interesting because he there are Dionysian festivals which are like entire entirely based around the figure of Dionysus as like the god of wine and revelry and like you know big booze ups, but also essentially like drama <laughs> Huge big old booze time but like essentially like drama as well so that sense of revelry and partying being about art and being about performance and like dance and music and and plays um and so even before i had looked up the lyrics to this bts song i've been watching this rehearsal video of the of the dance that they did in Okay, I'm not being very clear about this, but the the dance no, no, video. No, it's fine. It, it, it's, it's making sense to me, but I know there's there's quite a lot of pre-context <laughs> you have to provide to yeah, get even to so the point where you could talk about it. Yeah. This particular video is a they always release like rehearsal choreography videos where you, it's just the dance. It's none of the fancy camera work of a music video. They don't have costumes or set design or any of that, and it's not like the actual final performance. It is literally just. Like it's what it's like watching someone sing the whole track in a booth, but the dance equivalent. Um, yeah, okay, that makes it it's yeah. like a stripped down to its like, yes, bare exactly. bones form. And of course, BTS at this point in their careers have total global dominance, um, and so even them being stripped down to the barest elements is quite bombastic. It's, yeah, uh, yeah it's like still they be phenomenal. <laughs> they are, and like. I'm obviously I'm including the whole team behind them in this because it's not just them like their choreography like clearly they're working with some some top tier professionals and in this particular video and in a couple of BTS rehearsal videos especially for big shows or big music video events um they have hundreds of backup dancers so there there must be like 50 guys oh, yeah, in yeah. this video uh who are just backup dancers and they're all dressed in black like stagehands um and interestingly as well, for the Dionysus one particularly, there are props, there are set pieces, um, which... So but even even within the, 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 the dress-down rehearsal, I would say. Yeah, so the this is what I really like about this video. I sent, I sent it to a friend in the middle of the night once and was like, this is the coolest choreography you will ever see. <laughs> and she replied with kind of, oh, it's pretty cool. I wouldn't say it's the coolest. And I was like, did you even watch it the whole way through? Because, so they... <laughs> Um, did you um, watch it eight times like me <laughs> i can't believe you didn't replay the same 20 seconds for two hours um so there are these oh how i just how am i going to describe this the kind of the first like half of the video is just the song as you know it and then performing to the song and it's a pretty straightforward relationship between the track from the album and some dancing like, that goes with directly it. Directly correlated to the dance. Yeah, yeah, and the choreography like makes a lot of sense for like what's going on as a pop performance in that like whoever's yeah. singing that particular verse or rapping a particular verse is at the front and they're being like accented and backed up by yeah, other members. Yeah, there's, there's and... a focal point around the people who are actually being you know emphasised. Yeah, yeah, so the dance reflects the shape of the song. But because it's an awards show and they're going all out, this dance break happens in the middle after... Okay, so one of the guys in the band is called Sugar. 
um, after Sugar's rap first, um, that the 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 camera has been quite zoomed in, totally white background. By the way, they're doing all of this in the middle of like nothing. And entirely on a completely clean set, I'm assuming. Yeah, totally clean, just them. Nice. Um, and these big blocks on wheels. I don't know how else to describe this. So so Minecraft, right? Okay, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, these big blocks on wheels that function as tables and so you're kind of hold on are they are they like full blocks or are they like a table block where it's the top part is, i'm gonna is i'm gonna get to this um i so half of Dude, these... why, why, wildly <laughs> different things that we, we, we are ironically used to and yet, equally they are kind of very us like yours is video games oh yeah no, absolutely they're, they're, like it's they're very they're very telling of our personality the most <laughs> basic internet taste anyway um so oh completely lost my train of thought after sugar's verse sorry um the blocks you've kind of at this point in the video you've taken for granted the perspective that the camera has put you in because for most dance rehearsal videos and that's not just for bts but for like all of them all the ncc has it, like, has it, dance has it been on like a fixed scale yeah you get the you get the idea that they've just put a camera on a tripod and then they've performed in front of it and that is what's happened for the most of this video and then about halfway through in fact i've written down the timestamp at three minutes and seven seconds <laughs> yeah i'm so i'm so i was about to say i don't know why you've written down timestamps because no one's going to go to the video <laughs> like yeah well Kristen told me that it was 337 i would <laughs> Um, I appreciate my diligence, okay? No, of course. I, I'm so, glad that you prepared for this. At three minutes and seven seconds, Sugar has performed his rap verse and he's kind of like come down these like little steps that he's like, and he's surrounded by dudes in black nodding vigorously along to his every word, which big mood. Um, and he, <laughs> re- he comes right up close to the camera and then suddenly when the song breaks out of the version that you know, the version that has appeared on the album, the camera snaps back by about 30 feet and you see that sugar is actually standing in the center position of a super long black table very very and i think must be intentionally last supper and it's nice okay just like, like the painting or just like deliberately like, the like the whole <laughs> like the painting um because like this is all kind of like the, the dance break the next like two and a half minutes takes place as like a series of tableaus and the first one entirely evokes uh, Da Vinci's Last Supper painting. So Sugar... I fully need to watch this. It's so good, Mojo. It's... Oh. I can't believe you haven't sent it to me. So, might, because! I wanted to wait until I ranted at you for half an hour. <laughs> um, so... Hyped me up enough. So, the the music has, like, cut out and it kind of switches into this cinematic, like, moody kind of... Like Stranger Things theme esque kind of thing. Yeah, okay, um, nice. And Sugar like lifts his arm, and considering the the angle is now super wide, you've got this huge table, and here's this tiny figure right in the center, just him with this long black table. Lifts his arm, and then like to a drum beat, like a single kind of of the drum, he slams it down into the center of the table, and from like very, him, like, like Iron like Iron Man esque in terms of a drop, a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. and then from him, this ripple happens where people, like the other six members of the band, three on either side of him, like appear, and then dancers appear, and they all kind of like at the table, like they appear at the table, and they're kind of moving in slow motion to this music, like. And you're just looking at this huge table, like this Last Supper tableau, 
Um, and then the music, like the drum beat kicks back in about like 20 seconds later. Um, and there's just this immensely tight choreography where they're all sat at this table and they're like moving their arm positions as if they're like drinking and eating, but it's like super quick and like looking at each other and their emotions, which happen from sugar in the middle that run like all the way along, like really quick ripples, like moving out from the central point. Like little like electrical, like, like flow happening around the entire thing. Uh, a little bit, but then <laughs> like that, that moment is breathtaking. That kind of, that interruption into the music and that appearance of everybody at the table and this kind of slow motion, like weirdness. And then like, oh, basically a dubstep break happens it's oh, yes. so funny it's so 2007 but it works it seriously works like and they all start dancing on the table but like in different turns and the background dancers who are all dressed in black and the, the table is black as well um which you know is it's very very high contrast because the surrounding like the floor and the walls are completely white um and so like the different members of bts appear like in different pairings on the table to do these like really intricate dances that are sometimes in perfect unison from like either end of the table and sometimes it's like there's a moment where like j-hope and jungkook uh two of the other members are like dancing like jungkook is on the table j-hope's just I, in front of it and yes could I, could I ask a question yeah how how much from the 307 mark have you moved? How 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 much of this is analyzed? <laughs> uh, so, like, has, has it been like 30 seconds? This a is minute? all. So, for the 307 is the dance break. Uh, Sugar yeah. hits the table at three minutes and 13 seconds. Uh, Good. And I've written three minutes and 48 seconds. Things get dubsteppy. <laughs> <laughs> good, um, good, good. I wasn't, gets... I wasn't trying to. I wasn't trying to put you down. I was just I was trying no, to, no, try no, to work out like, the scope yeah. of how long. So this is all happening very quickly. Um, okay, yeah. And the effect is like dazzling because again, the camera doesn't move. You are watching the whole thing, so it moves from this. This oh, there's a whole bit I haven't told you about. So in the performance, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> in the performance of the MMAs, there is like an, I, and I think that. The rehearsal video for this section is nine minutes long. What are the MMAs? The MMAs was like the award show where this dance happened on stage. Okay, cool. So the build-up to Dionysus, which is kind of the big final number of their performance there, um, starts with a series of what they call stages, where each member is on like a different stage around the kind of arena, and they do a like a mini dance, and it is a gorgeous showcase of the strengths, like the visual and performative strengths of each member of BTS. Um, the seven members... So it deliberately highlights them, right? Yeah. So they nice. each... And it kind of like is this medley of music that rolls through like the choruses or lines or just like little snatches of all of their big hits so far in their career. Um, and, oh, they are breathtaking. My favourite ones are J-Hopes and Jimin's, who I think most people would agree they are the two strongest dancers in bts and they're very very different as well j-hope is immensely technical like his control is astonishing. Is this specifically dance or for dance or voice? yeah i'm, I'm okay, entirely yeah. talking about dance i'm not interested okay, in nice. music right now um i mean i am but not for this particular <laughs> moment in time um yeah so j-hope is is immensely technical but like never sacrifices 
like a sense of freedom and like recklessness like he's got real soul in his dancing and Jimin is like clearly classically trained I could talk about Jimin for a very long time he is an incredibly (laughs) Kristen that's the entire point of this podcast (laughs) he is an incredibly beautiful human like it's ethereal it's so mad is this the guy you were were texting me about about fairy (laughs) fairies I don't want to get the terminology wrong here the fae creatures of fae which is not the same thing as fairies no that was Taeyong from NCT but Jimin is up there. Um, <laughs> and, oh, okay. So J-Hope's, like, stage in that kind of nine-minute build-up to the main song, like, he's got a couple dancers with him. And it's very rapid, very technical, very breakdance style. And Jimin is, like, just him. And in the rehearsal video for this, he's barefoot. And he's got this, like, white scarf that he, like, dances with. And it's this, like, ballet. And it's... Oh, it's so beautiful. It makes my heart hurt. It's so stunning. And he's he's dancing. He's amazing. And he just like, oh, the precision. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> so you then it then builds into this main Dionysus performance. Um, and so, you know, when the song has been broken down its, into its components, instead of going from that incredibly intimate, like just one member of the team dancing at a time in the kind of build up to like different moments that have all been mashed together of all of their hits, uh, you are now have traveled in like 10 minutes to the middle of a track that's like heavy dubstep and you're super zoomed out um, and the the members instead of representing themselves and their styles individually are creating a series of like really striking tableaus where like they appear like on the tables there's an incredible moment where like two of them kind of run at each other from either end of the table and they like do this like little dance where they like cross over and then they fall off either end of the table it sounds almost ballet-esque it really is so it's very theatrical um nice okay and so they fall off either end like backwards but like the backup dancers catch them like a trust fall um and so they kind of fling their arms out and fall backwards and at the same moment right next to them another group of backup dancers pushes two other members onto either end so this is like this motion where they literally fall off and rise up at the same time that's that's really cool it is insanely cool and you know like the beat is starting to like move double time and kind of as you hit the five minute mark they're all they're all on the table doing this like dubstep moment thing and then it switches back into the break of the track that like you know from the album where like rm who's like one of the one of the rappers goes um are you ready for this are you ready to get hyped and then like the final chorus happens and oh it's so good there's like a mini like table thing on wheels that gets pushed to the front and there are like seven chairs on it and they all do this dance and then it ends with them turning around stepping up onto the plinth and sitting down in their chairs and all the backup dancers have vanished and it's just this shot of the seven of them sat in chairs looking at the camera and it it just oh it makes me want to punch a horse (laughs) (laughs) it's so good why was that the i couldn't think of anything because there are horses in the performance really wants me to to just hit a poor innocent animal that's why i really want to to... (laughs) no i feel like i can't punch very hard and the horse can take it 
Oh man, it's so good. That's the thing that I like. And it captures so much of what I love about K-pop, which is what I love about BTS as well, which is there is such, there is so much more. It's like extraordinary depth. Yeah, but I think I'm really interested in, in how visual it is. Because I think you you put the nail on the head being like, it sounds like ballet in the sense that like, it's not just dance for the sake of, I can move real cool. It's dance in a way that is really articulate and has like narrative almost and like poses as many questions as the lyrics do. Oh, I was going to come back and talk about the lyrics. I've definitely talked for, for way too long you've, about this. You've, you're, um, you're about 25 minutes in, so don't worry <laughs> I'm about really it. sorry. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I went and looked up the lyrics earlier today because I was like, I should probably have some awareness of what they're singing about. I wasn't really expecting much, but actually... And you'd be surprised. They're not just singing the word Dionysus over and over <laughs> Yeah, again. like, I mean, the way they dance makes it sound like, you know, you know, there were like English moments where they go, one shot, two shots. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's about like drinking. But it turns out that the Korean word for art is really similar it's like a syllable away from the word for alcohol and so the whole song which is mind-blowingly appropriate for a song called dionysus i know Um, so the whole song riffs off of this idea the the blurring of that line right yeah that like drinking from the kind of creative chalice is deeply intoxicating and it's like there's this sense of kind of loss of control that is both simultaneously about being like getting drunk and partying and the kind of Dionysian revelry of like festival and, and alcohol and also the power of creativity and like performance and, and art. And like, that is so bloody appropriate for something called Dionysus. It just blows my mind. Here's, here's, here's a, here's a question. Do you, do you think it was, retroactively called or retrospectively called Dionysus or do you think it was called Dionysus and then they wrote it after that? Yeah, I think I probably, if I'm like, oh, that's funny, a track called Dionysus has actually got some really Dionysian themes. I'm probably doing a disservice to them to think that that's an accident. Like, clearly they knew what they were doing. And like... But you know, wow, like, wow. In, in this song by the Backstreet Boys, they sing about how Backstreet's back. I don't. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize this song would be. About... I wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that they're back, and also all right, our street. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! Yeah. So, oh, for me. Um. <laughs> I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah. You were talking about how the themes are the same, yeah. I know that they're up on their, like... I don't know. I I haven't been following the world of K-pop or following BTS for long enough to really have an appreciation of, like, how they have grown, like, what they sounded like at the beginning and what their lyrics were like, etc. But I know that there are some... Like, I've, I've grown to have quite a lot of respect for their like artistic and lyrical sensibilities um i know that sugar is um oh the south korea has this like um i can't remember what it's called it's like a guild of musicians or something where like they only admit like 25 people per year um and like sugar has been admitted into that guild kind of thing um there's like a kind of national group of of music 
artists um and i know that v is yeah is super into his like classical art so there are loads of clips of like when they're at hotels or like at restaurants and stuff he'll give his names like a classical artist like van gogh or da vinci or something um and you know um like there's a reference in the lyrics to dionysus to the staff that dionysus has i can't remember what it's called i know again percy jackson but i know of it yeah um (laughs) Um, Sorry, I don't mean to keep drawing parallels. No, I, it's it's how you make sense of it. It's great. I also thought it was interesting that this is one of the only dance video choreography videos I can find uh, that uses props, like the table. But there's also like the table is made up of these little like kind of ornate grey blocks that look a bit like statue plinths, but they're on wheels. And one of the roles of all the backup dancers is to like push them in and out of place so the dancers like interact with them and like they jump up onto them or they like step down from them or they like pull each other over them or jump off them or at one point three of them dramatically like roll off it and um but again like I How think... big are these blocks? Are they are they Yeah, they're big. They're like uh like the height of a table. They're basically giant tables. <laughs> there is not, there is not, a, there is not a basic proportion at which tables exist. Yeah, you have there to is. There's this. a zone. There's an average table height zone. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's a few inches in that zone. There's not. I just say, well, you know, it's the uh, height of a height, like, height of a bed. Okay, okay, fine. It comes up to like your waist. How about that? I think it's also, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna finally bring this to a close. <laughs> I think I've been talking for nearly forty minutes. I just want to put in a shout for J Hope's dancing. He is. <laughs> you said you were going to finish it, and then you brought up another point. <laughs> he is the most fun to watch. Jimin is the most beautiful, I think. Um, like in terms of like physically, but also like objectively, to watch yeah. dancing. Uh, but J Hope, there's a moment I've written down the timestamp for this: or one minute fifty, and this is just in the song where he has a line. <laughs> it goes, "When the night come, bop bop bop," and his little like bop 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 <laughs> dance is so good. <laughs> It's so good. Oh man. Is that is that how you're gonna end this battle? <laughs> That's the thing I'm gonna end. <laughs> oh, it's a mess. It's an absolute absolute catastrophe of a podcast. How do we end these things? Uh yeah, we should come up with like a goodbye. Um <laughs> Thank you. We can't just do it on the fly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we can. Thank you for listening to the things that we like. I hope that you liked it. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> and that is the end of the podcast. If you liked it, let us know and maybe tell a friend. Until next week, have a good one. Bye.